don't. Some niggas be here for the moment, and then they gone. What happened to them? Well, let's see. It seems to be a mystery. But all I know, I never let the money get to me. Stay down like the truest dog life until I check out this bitch. I thought you knew this. Who was going to catch me when I fall? I even care to. Why you thinking I see you lost up in my rear view? Half you is down with the outlaws. Outcasts left far and few like southpaws. But still we keep mashing till our dreams come is a young black man in order to get paid for to make crack sales caught a nigga so they send me to these over black jails in the cell counting days in this living black hell do you feel me keys to ignition use it to discretion roll with a 12 gauge pump for protection niggas hate me in the section from years of jig checking turn the smith and wesson war weapons heavenly father i'm a soldier i'm getting hotter cause the world's getting colder baby let me hold you talk to my guns like they fly bitches Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Toadhopnetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching.
Live from the Toad Hop Network at the John Lovitz Theater, this is Laugh It Off with Craig Shoemaker. I, I didn't meditate today. Okay. I didn't sleep either. Everything's off. Okay, so this is either going to be the worst show you've ever heard or the best. Slap because some, sometimes when I'm slap happy, I'm really good. But I, And I thought about meditating just before we went on the air, and I realized there's a camera on me. It's not very interesting <laughs> to watch someone close their eyes and deep breathe and try to get into... Uh, now, I prepared for the show as best I could, just to be honest with you. We very little sleep. Uh, we did a show last night in San Francisco, mm-hmm. ending our weekend. Uh, and then we drove, we drove down. I raced Sarah. <laughs> I raced Sarah. He had a head start an hour and a half earlier. I don't know if that's a fair race. Well, I thought it would be because I was trying to figure out which way is the better way to take. And I'm always a competitive guy, so I had that motivated me. Probably not you, Sarah, because that's not your vibe. You're not. You're not like thinking I got to go get him. I'm, I'm going to beat beat him. And uh, and you took my friends at the last minute. We're in San Francisco at the show. Mm-hmm. For those of you just tuning in, um, I'm a comedian. And uh, <laughs> so sometimes I, I just go with that assumption that you know that. And I do stand-up comedy. We're in San Francisco. And, and Sarah opens for me and travels with me and stuff. And we drove up together with Sarah and her boyfriend, David. And, and it was a fabulous little ride we had. Mm-hmm. And it went, it went really well on the way up. And then on the way down, my family joined me. So I had to, it was a completely different vibe. <laughs> I couldn't uh, talk about the things that we would talk about normally with children in the car, even though they were all sleeping and I was with my wife. And so we bolted from the show and got on the 101. By the way, I say the 101 because as soon as I got to California, this is a really weird thing. It was something to adjust to. The rest of the country doesn't call it the. They, they don't call it the 95. They oh, go, right, yeah. hey, I'm going to take 95. Mm-hmm. Somehow in Los Angeles, they added the the. Okay, right. And I don't know how it happened, but it, it, it's just, now I say it. But other people who I speak to, they don't get it. You really look confused, Joel. Well, because I almost agreed with you, but now I'm thinking, like, but you wouldn't just say I'm getting on 405, would you? Or 101, or... Without the the, yeah, but that's because you've been here for a while. Yeah. Now think it was, about yeah. it. I think it. I think the look on your face is you're looking back mm-hmm. on before you arrived here in Los Angeles. Think about wh- where'd you grow up? Colorado. All right, so you're in Colorado. Yeah, and they, what's their big road there? I twenty five. Look at that! Yeah. You called it I. See, yeah. there it is, yeah. right there. I, I-, I remember 25. that transition. It was a transition to figure out because I kept saying I one hundred one or the I seventy, <laughs> and they're or, yeah. like, and they're like, no, that's not what we say here. No, we don't say. <laughs> what did some Jump people get? The they do, did they do an yeah. intervention with you? That's not what we say here, Sarah. Like, oh, we Sarah. wanted to speak to you about this. Yeah. Stupid. We we say, I say the whole rest of the country says I I believe, and we say the. Huh. So I got on the 101, and I assumed that Sarah and her hitchhikers were on the five, and I wanted to do some sort of a little race because I do this ride a lot. I wanted to know which way was faster, or the 101 or the or the five. Now oh, the five is right. definitely not the way you want to go during the day because it's very ugly and it smells. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, we swore that uh, Sarah cut the cheese. <laughs> Me and her boyfriend, no, we both uh, we both blamed her. I have she didn't two take big it well. She in did, the car, she Craig didn't, and David. She, and she didn't take it really well. She said, "I did not. I did not." Full on denial, and both of us were fully assigning the blame of the smell to you. It could have been outside, but we had more fun making it, it you. 
exactly. more fun. And there's an area where you go on the five where it's a cow slaughter area. And it stinks of, of cow because there's like literally thousands of cows in this field yeah. and they're all about to be killed. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's like uh, cowschwitz. Yeah, and, that's what and I was trying to think of. They just line them up, and they and b- <laughs> between the, the 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 killing and the and the, the poop and everything else, it stinks. That's yeah. a time to let I, your farts fly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Isn't that? <laughs> you, you save them up, and it just blends right in. But you can really tell though, because yeah. you're going, wait a minute, those cows are eating Doritos. Yeah, because <laughs> you, know, you can hear, you can smell the nacho cheese within the nacho the, within the texture, and they do not I'm have sure my nose is that. Refreshing. That I, can I am very refined. I can tell a kid fart. A kid fart is also completely different. Wow. And yeah, but th- during that period, a <laughs> fart is an improvement when you're going through the Kauschwitz area. Thank you. So I thought that they were taking that way, and I, I, I hooked them up with. Uh, I'm always fixing people up. I even fixed you up with hitchhikers that yeah. would pay your gas. <laughs> yeah. So my friends happened to be there. They flew in from New York, and they, they wanted to get back early instead of waiting to today. My friend Victor and Amy, they just got married, and. Um, I said, look, uh, Sarah and David are going down, and you can pay their gas. I know they'll be happy about that. And by the way, I didn't even have to say uh, anything to Sarah and David. They were both like, oh, yeah, sure, pay our gas. Yeah, absolutely. P.S., we split it. We got You did? It. Yeah. Well, I mean, because they, they filled it the first time, and then we filled it the second time. Really? Yeah. Oh. Did they drive I felt bad about that. He actually what do you feel Even bad though, about? And then I start like as I found out about his career, I felt less and less bad about it because <laughs> he's super successful. I know, like I know. where it's like he handles Michael Jackson's media, like uh, social yeah, media. Yeah, he's, he's a big uh, music producer. He was up there at uh, at the the Pride Festival in which we will get to in Sanford. Not the greatest place to take your kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're listing, you know, Universal Studios, Disney. Gay pride is not on oh. the top ten mm-hmm. of where to take your children with assless chaps. But anyway, I uh, <laughs> we will get to that as well. Uh, our guest will speak about this because he uh, is was on a show called Queer as Folk, and he has a huge gay following. Hal Sparks is coming up in the next hour. Did you notice the segue? I just wanted to say I flawless. might be tired. It was great. I thought, that, but when you point it out, though, it takes away from the yeah. good segue. <laughs> so, anyway, he is he's coming up. But uh, so they took my friends and they drove down. Uh, they left after I did. I bolted out of there because uh, my wife was waiting for me. He didn't me. even sign autographs. He was like, because <laughs> no. like, during the bit Sarah where we say him. he'll sign them, and he's like, I'm going to go home. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I told the audience I sent him out of here. I know you want to take pictures and stuff, but not going to happen tonight. And I'm normally, you know, very, I really mm-hmm. love that. I connect with the crowd. and and, and But no, my family was waiting. And oh, two of them were already asleep, by the way. I just okay. got in the car and they were sleeping already. So all, all three sons ended up. Then my wife goes out. So now I'm left alone oh. on this trip. And you can't put the music on, so I put headphones on. <laughs> safe. And it wasn't safe. Do <laughs> you know why? Because I am compelled to sing. And yeah. did you know that when you sing with headphones, it doesn't sound good to the audience? <laughs> yeah. Did you know this? It sounds great to yourself, though. I know. I thought, oh, I'm so in perfect pitch right now. I had Lay Miz going. By the way, I cannot <laughs> wait till Lay Miz opens. Maybe I am that's such a lame as really freak. sound. Have you, you ever think about that? Because then you don't have the music to help you out at all. Like that's your real voice. Maybe that's how you really. That's no, how I don't think so. <laughs> I think something gets messed up. And plus, the vo- your volume, you have no idea when you have both headphones on and you're driving at three o'clock in the morning along the freeway. And I was trying to be quiet, but I can't. And there's certain notes I can't hit without being loud, mm-hmm. especially in lame <laughs> is. You can't do bring him home quietly. Right. 
because it's a falsetto voice and you got to bring him home. <laughs> so I'm like blasting it. My wife ends up laughing, and I, and I actually happen to see her out of the corner of my eye laughing. So she was awake, and she goes, she pulls the one phone out. She goes, do you know how bad you are? <laughs> do you know you're waking up the entire car? And I look back, they're all awake. I woke them up with uh, Bring Him Home. <laughs> I cannot wait till this movie comes out. I'm such a musical fan, and I love Les Mis. It's my favorite of all time. You know how people dress up? Like they did this weekend, there was a movie theater below us. They're all dressed as Abe Lincoln. And the they, Vampire oh, Slayer. Is that what it's called? The Vampire the Slayer? The Vampire Slayer. You, you know if this is a hit that Hollywood's going to run with this. They'll be like uh, Herbert Hoover, Dick Sucker. <laughs> I mean, that they'll look oh, for that. Is that where they'll go? <laughs> well, I Hoover, think so, Dick Sucker. Right? Anyway. Oh, right. I get it. <laughs> anyway, you know that they'll go with this stupid theme yeah. because there were people lined up dressed as Abe Lincoln. So many and, top hats. Like exactly. Lines out the door. Women, women dressed as Abe Lincoln. They didn't come to our show, but they were sure going. Yeah, to they see sure that. showed up for the Abe Lincoln that they could see another time. Uh, but no, they had to be there on opening night. I'm going to be there, Les Mis, dressed as Jean Valjean. I decided. <laughs> Why not? Look, that's my thing. Other people dress as Harry Potter and Star Wars character. I'm going as a. I'm going as Fontaine. They say no one dresses I have a lovely up for the theater anymore. Uh, they don't. I'm going to dress up for Les Mis. Damn. I don't know when it comes out. I'm, I'm, I should have a countdown. I didn't even know it was coming out. Really? Yeah. Neither, actually. Oh, man. Russell Crowe is oh, playing yes. John Val. Wow. He's playing uh, Javert. And Anne Hathaway is playing Fontaine. Wow. And I and they, these people can sing, too. Did you know Russell Crowe in Australia is considered uh, kind of trashy, white trashy in Australia? I've actually... That's funny you should say that. I thought that about a lot of Europeans when they come here because they put on the accent. I think they accent it up a little bit. So to us, they look like... Uh, oh, they're like superstars mm -hmm. just for having the accent yeah you know you invite them to parties this is my italian friend meanwhile if you go back there a lot of the reason they're over here is to get away from their past <laughs> they're like a derelict you know yeah. but they then they throw in the accent and they act like they're you know real regal and they're, mm -hmm. they're intelligent and stuff they're probably morons in their country <laughs> you know what i mean we used to have this guy who married he married this uh this friend of ours and uh i know you know, Nando. <laughs> Nando was his name. And he was always like, you know, Mr. Restaurant Guy. In the meantime, if he was from, you know, Kentucky, he's working at a restaurant. Yeah. You know, but now he, you know, he knows food just because he's from Italy. Right. It all sounds nice with an accent. Yeah. I remember him luring me into his restaurant. He goes, hey, you come here and uh, we, we took a good care of you. You know, this whole, this whole, I'm like, drop the accent. You've been here for 10 years. All right. Okay. <laughs> But what it happens is, I bet you that he was like literally thrown out of his country, and and, and I think that's what happens. And a lot of the actors, it's the same thing in their country. They're like, yeah, he stinks. But over here, we go, ooh, it's you know, this guy's amazing. He's rugged. Yeah. That's the other thing. They're always rugged. If they're from Australia, they're rugged. Mm -hmm. Well, what if they're he, like? But if, are they rugged? Are they rugged if they're over here in West Virginia in a coal mine? Right? Sure. What if they're in a coal mine yeah, and what's <laughs> right? And they're all, they come out dirty? No, you go. He stinks and he smells and he's dirty. But you're oh, not going. Yeah, he's yeah. rugged. Right. You know. He's he, a we, star. We're gonna watch. Yeah, there's a star <laughs> coming out of it. Come over here. Come in. You don't have to. You have to work less hours now. No more coal mine. It'll be a set of a coal mine. Yeah. And but I I I think that that's what goes on. I think sometimes with uh, you know other countries we have this. I think we do this with England all the time. We think that they are, they know everything. Like, remember America's Got Talent before Howard Stern came on this year? Mm -hmm. There wasn't one American judge. So apparently we, we can't oh, even judge man. our own people. Right. 
It just sounds better with an accent. It sounds better when they're when they're ridiculing you with an accent. We had a guy in the front row the other That's day, right. by the way, and I'm killing it on stage. And this guy's got the arms folded. My favorite look for an audience, yeah. by the way. If you're out there, I'm going to look at you right now. If you're out there and you come to a comedy club, please don't fold your arms. You know what I'm probably doing right now? I'm probably making you fold your arms <laughs> because you, you'll probably show up to another show and fold your arms. It is the worst thing for a comic. He was practically because, sitting on stage with you, too. That's uh, he had his feet on the stage. He had his yeah. feet on the stage, and everyone's laughing except for this guy. So, of course, I attacked him. <laughs> yeah, and Craig is like, are you enjoying yourself? He's like, he goes, oh, he, no, he goes, oh, so-so, so-so, up your ass, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. So-so. And what's funny was I actually had a joke where I said, well, you got that look, what are you, Simon Cowell? And I had no idea he actually was English <laughs> I, because he hadn't spoken yet or laughed. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he had that attitude like, I am better than you. And I want to, don't you want to go in his background? I want to find out why, is, why are you not in England then? Yeah. Why are you not in England? I bet you, I, I, I bet your family can't stand you. <laughs> and then you, after you, you couldn't find out, a job. And we found out he was English. You kind of start then looking at your jokes and it's like, well, is that immature? That might be kind of immature. <laughs> <laughs> I start analyzing my actor. Yeah, maybe this wouldn't go over with someone so uh, elitist. Right. Fine. They have that elitist attitude, a lot of people from other countries, and this guy did. And I was, he finally did loosen up, though. Because mm -hmm. once. Once I said, I, once I got the arms uncrossed, let's start with that body language. That's not going to happen. I said, uncross the arms, okay? And then, <laughs> then I went into this whole thing about England with the, you know, even the way they fought in the Revolutionary War. <laughs> that was funny. Even though, you went way back. Well, yeah, I went way back. Yeah. I, I took it way back of when, you know, we beat you. So I know you have a little resentment going on. So maybe that's why the arms are crossed, okay? So, I, yeah, I took it back. I, I'm a big history guy. I'm a big history buff. And I said... What's with you, you know, the red coats, and they all line up? They all line up, but with that, everything's with rules and stuff. If I'm getting my ass shot, I'm hiding behind a tree. And that's, that's how we how beat we them, want, by yeah. the way. Yeah, we beat them from behind. <laughs> I, I, Fight would, like Indians. How would you like to be in the fife, the, the fife guy? Or the drum guy, yeah, and that's your job. You don't even get. You don't even get. You know how do you how do you get that job? First see, of all, they were so respectful. That kid didn't get shot. He was the fife kid. You don't shoot the fife kid. They shot everybody. Are you kidding me? If you have somebody coming at you, they could hit you with a drumstick. That's drum the stick, American you know? way. That's the American <laughs> way. Yeah, I don't. That's care why we won. They're it, like, oh, our five. <laughs> manners up your ass with manners. You're, you're mannerly dying right now. You know. I mean, that's no way to go. I mean, I don't care about this respect thing. I want to save my. Life. I got kids at home. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them I have no musical talent whatsoever, and I want to be the canon. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be the canon. So I was talking to them about that, you know. But with uh, you know, they have all these Marcus of Queensberry rules and all this kind of crap. Well, that's why you you don't have boxing champions because you're with the Marcus of Queensberry rules and all this kind of stuff. Drop the manners and get the fighting. Okay. Right. <laughs> there's that's a couple right. things you might want to have. I, I know there's the respect that men have for one another is don't kick in the balls. We do all have that one. I think that's worldwide. That's global. Yeah. You don't kick in the nuts. Okay. That That is a thing. We we do have that understood, you know, although, listen, if I'm getting my ass kicked, I'm going for the balls. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Come to think of it. I never way. have. Maybe I haven't got my ass kicked enough, but... I never have gone for the nutsack. Uh, it's just when you're really losing, then you go for Really that. losing, yeah. like almost like death. losing yeah. your life. Then you're going, <laughs> yeah. then you're going like listen, mugging. if it losing. takes, you know, breaking the rules and cutting this guy in the nuts, I'm going to do it because yeah. I'm going to die otherwise. So, yeah, you do, you do get that way. I don't think women have that with fighting or any, oh, we don't fight. 
<laughs> women start out that way. Are you kidding? Yeah. Pulling hair, poking eyes. Oh, I love yeah. yeah. fighters. Joel, do you like cat fights? There was something yeah. about it when I was growing up. It was just so entertaining. So much better <laughs> than the men. When women go at it. Because they really, they don't have any rules. They don't have any mm -hmm. barriers. Well, they claw. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, they, I think so. Uh, that's why it's called a cat fight. They yeah. claw. It's unbelievable. But yeah. I've never seen a good kick to the vagina. That, that, that I've never seen. Have I you? I don't know if it has the same seen. effect. I mean, I, really? like, I one time like lost my virginity on a pole one time, and that hurts. But like it was... Hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was hopping a fence. I was hopping a fence. Oh, I thought you said a pool. A pole. I was going to a pool to go skinny dipping. And, oh, uh, yeah. and over the pole. Mm -hmm. I snuck you out never of my made house. it to the pool. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> that was the only time where I was like, "Oh, is this is what it feels like to be a guy." Because I was all <laughs> like right on top of it. Really? Yeah, it hurt so, really bad. Well, see now, so women could go for that, but, uh, but you have to like reach up inside and then do a little <laughs> baby kicks. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't know. Well, if you want to win, you want to win. So you were skinny dipping, huh? Mm -hmm. We used to call that pool hopping. We did that a lot in the summer. You did you sneak out of your house? Sneak out of the house? Yeah. There was hardly a day I didn't. <laughs> I would sneak out and we would just cause trouble all the time. I had a little fort and we all slept in the fort and we'd just come up with bad things to do. One time we broke into a golf course. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like we have nothing else to do. Yeah. We already did the pool thing. Mm -hmm. We did awful things at the pool. I want to admit that right now. <laughs> I had a night like that. We yeah, you know what we did. Right? Yeah, you know the scene from Caddyshack with the baby roof. Circle jerks. Oh, yeah. We did real <laughs> circle jerks. Now, where are you going with this? Uh, no, I don't I, know. We didn't do a circle jerk. We pooped in the pool. Oh, gross. I know it's awful. And then I became a pool boy to top it all off. So I, I really got my comeuppance. Yeah. My karma uh. came right back at me. I was a pool boy for about four years. Actually, I'd love to talk about summer jobs today. That was on my topic list. Really? Summer jobs, summer loving. Well, no, I don't know if you're loving when you're doing a job, but I don't. Maybe you can come up with another song, you too, <laughs> that actually goes with summer jobs. I got my summer. I don't know if there is one. So I was a pool boy, a pool boy at uh, at the Morgan House in Philadelphia. It's a high-rise apartment. And, uh, so not a lifeguard, a pool boy. My mom was dating yeah, the guy who owned the place. I was a lifeguard also, hmm. but I promoted myself because I knew the boss. <laughs> so I made myself into a pool boy who That's did everything. Emotion, huh? I did everything. I Then I started my own snacks. <laughs> I, I, started, I was always entrepreneurial. Yeah. I had to make a little extra money. You think you're going to make money as a lifeguard? No. And, and besides, who am I guarding? It's a bunch of old ladies with blue hair. And uh, so I became the pool boy, like the cabana boy with the, uh, with the chairs. You know, you put out the chairs for them and the umbrellas. And I would, I would uh, you know, first you clean the pool. And as I'm cleaning the pool, these old ladies, old people have this thing where if they think that someone's getting something, they're not. They go nuts. They take it up. They put steroids <laughs> on their annoyance. They So they would show up, and I'd see over the fence, I'd see the blue hair. And they would come early because they there was a rumor that was set out that we didn't have enough thick pads. We had pads, you know, to put on the chaise lounge, yeah. but we had only so many thick pads. So they would send down messengers. They would have, like, a meeting about this. <laughs> yeah. They'd send down messengers, and then she, they would always have an excuse and they would go, Craig, Craig, I heard you're out of thick pads. <laughs> I have a condition, and so does Molly. We have to have thick pads. Yeah, like the doctor's telling him, you know, look, these thin pads that he's putting on the chaise lounge, you can't go with that. <laughs> yeah. Your condition calls for the thick pads. Mm -hmm. 
And they would, so they, they would have them, they, I'd line them all up on the far end of the pool, on the left side of the pool, and I called them the sunshine girls, all these old <laughs> ladies. Meanwhile, there'd be, there'd be like couples, they would come down later, and then the guy would die, and then the woman would join the sunshine girls. The guys always oh, died earlier. Yeah. They annoyed them to death. <laughs> I couldn't even take it for one summer. They would, they would, Craig, constantly, Craig, come over here, the sun moved. <laughs> The sun moved? I'd say, Reba, the earth rotated. Let's just get that straight right away. And you can't take this little this little chair, aluminum chair, and move it two inches. Because, so that instead, they had me move the umbrella with the giant cement stand, the foundation. So I'm in there, you know, moving yeah. this. And she's there. I'll take care of you at the end of the year. That was always the big threat because they tip you at the end of the year. Um, in the meantime, they act like they're, they're making a, you know, like a drug deal. Come over here. Shake with Reba. And she'd fold up this five, like a five-dollar oh. bill, for the whole summer. That's for you, Craig. You were amazing, I want to tell you. <laughs> so that was the custom everyone tipped at the end of the year? They tipped at the end of the year. But the guys who were alive, they gave the big tip. And they made a big deal out of it. You know, they come down with a checkbook. How do you spell shoemaker? With a U? You know, you, know, you start writing the big check. Oh. What are those old broads giving you? Nothing, I'll bet. They'll give me a five bucks. I go, yeah, you're right, Bernie. <laughs> so Bernie would hook me up, you know, with a, with a big check. So I made a lot of extra money. Then I'd have my uh, my hot dog vending. Mm -hmm. I had a little toaster oven, and I would go into the back into the pool room because I mean they weren't using the pool. They would literally go in in a circle with inner tubes and just talk and like splash their big giant bosoms. And they would just they would go in a circle and they were bosoms by the way. They weren't tits or breasts. They were big bosoms. And it would, they would like they could float on these things. They didn't need the inner tube. It was I mean, these ladies. They just splashed themselves. They'd be in a circle, and I used to tease them. I, I told them, you know, there's a chemical in the pool. If you pee, it's going to turn purple. You're very fresh, Craig. I just took a dollar off of your tip for the end of the year. <laughs> so uh, so I'd, I'd be real fresh with them. And then uh, and then I actually did one more entrepreneurial effort. I became uh, a maintenance man, so when I was off the pool, I would go up to their apartments and fix things. Huh. And the rumor got out. See, once they get the rumors going, then they all want they all want it. That's how human beings are. It's sure. like I want that, whether it's the thick pads or, the, <laughs> or whatever they wanted. You, they they had to have it. So, so I was a maintenance man, and I didn't know what I was doing. I would just ad lib. Bang I didn't know what I was, huh? Just bang on pipes and things. Yeah, that's what I do. I just go. I take a hammer or whatever it was, <laughs> and I just try to. Or I take it home with me. Or I ask someone that really did know. And the rumor, they come. Craig, come over here. I heard you're a fixer. <laughs> a fixer. Molly tells me you fixed her lamp. I have a lamp. When you touch it, it flickers. Can something you can do about that? Sure, yeah. I'd show up. Change the light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it was always something. But now I found out, though, I was kind of good looking back then. I mean, not good looking, but I was built a lot better than I am now. I was I was cut. I have pictures of it, and they were to get me into those apartments because they wanted to uh, come on to me. Are the you kidding? Boy. Oh yeah. no, I'm not. This one was full on. I mean, I showed up, Whoa. and she said, "I've got a few problems." <laughs> you know, talk about pipes that need to be fixed. So I uh, I'd show up. Afterwards, so they knew I was going to be in my shorts. What's the age of her, this woman? Uh, probably seventy-five or something Whoa. like that. So she's like, yeah, but yeah, seventy, seventy-five. But the one who really came on to me, she was about sixty-eight. Okay. And she opens up the door, and there she is in her nightgown. 
and I'm going, oh boy. And then she purposely would drop things on the floor. Can you get that? <laughs> so that I would wow, bend down and show my rear end or whatever it was. Oh. And she like she it was always like a problem that needed fixing under the bed, so yeah. that I had to crawl okay. under the bed. She's, like, she's looking <laughs> at my the ass. Then she I starts know. jumping on the bed. <laughs> she said, "No, she did. She got on the bed." Really? Yeah, with legs spread and everything, and it's like it was it was really, uh, and I was trying to you know just keep it official. <laughs> and I'm going up. I think you might have a problem here with the. Uh, I'm gonna have to take this with me. Yeah. <laughs> that I would take up, take home the. I had Water toaster heater. ovens, <laughs> and everything. I fixed their air conditioning. I, I really did end up knowing <clears throat> what I was doing, but I I was completely uh, inept at first. But yeah. the rumor got out once I fixed one thing. Uh, then the rumor got out. And I became the maintenance man. So I was making money. Pool boy, lifeguard, which I never had a license, by the way. I completely <laughs> lied. Did you ever actually act as a lifeguard nah. and save anyone or do anything lifeguard? No, I used to get pool uh, swimming lessons. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just learn from a friend of mine. I go, hey, what do you do? He goes, cup your hand. All right, here, cup your hands, people. <laughs> I gave swimming lessons to kids. You know, they had a camp that would come in there for like an hour, you know, and use our pool. And I would, uh, okay, here's how you do this. And I would just learn from other people and then transfer it on to them. And I would love it if one of them was listening right now and go, you taught me swimming and I still don't know how to swim. That <laughs> would just be genius if someone contacted swim. me on Facebook. I'm not much of a swimmer. <clears throat> I know how to swim, oh. though. It's the, that's the thing is I'm just a rock. I just don't have buoyancy. Yeah. These women talk about buoyancy with the boobs. Mm -hmm. I would go down to Jersey Shore where we're going this year for vacation, and they would—they didn't even need a raft. They would just float on their back. All hold arms. They would just—they the they, they just had those arms and the boobs, and they would just float like they were just sunbathing on top of the water. I have to go. I have yeah. to keep my arms going the whole time. So I'm just not. That's the only reason I'm not a swimmer. It's not like the skill thing, and it takes a lot of work for me to swim. I, you know, I mean, I'm just really trying my, my best. So I taught swimming, did the lifeguard thing. I'd love to hear from you. We're going to take a break, but I'd love to hear from you what your summer job was. Did you have something you weren't qualified for? What did you do during this summer? I want my kids to work, by the way. Oh, yeah. Justin, you can totally do it. Not going to happen. No. No. <laughs> I just left them. I just, I was just home and just left them to come here to work and... There was no shot they were going to be working. The only work they'll do is if they're watching videos. Maybe if I could come up with some way to make money from watching videos, oh. that would be fantastic. But uh, no, they, they're no summer jobs. I always had a summer job. I always had a job. And they, they have no interest mm -hmm. whatsoever. Well, we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll talk about your kids and what they're doing. Give me some ideas. Tell me what you did during the summer. We're going to take your calls probably in about 5, 10 minutes, 888-520-4374. Uh, it's Craig Shoemaker with Sarah Sweet, Joel Geist, and uh, we're coming right back. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. What's up, Toad Heads? It's Frank Kramer, Heidi Hamilton. Hey, everybody. From the Heidi and Frank Show. Reminding you that if you have satellite radio, you can check us out every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Extreme Talk Channel 165. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern? Uh, on the East Coast, yeah, on Extreme Talk XM 165. And if you don't have satellite radio, well, you're on the Toad Hop Network, so why not check out the Heidi and Frank Show, the backbone of the whole thing? 10 a.m. to noon every single week. The premium package. But you can listen for free every day, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Check us out, Heidi and Frank. Dot com.
If you miss the Al Benny hour... Hello, Carl, you're on. Hello. Hello. This is your mother. I'm watching. This Again? Way. Your mother? You can't call twice. Why can't I? I'm your mother. Cunt? Don't say cunt. <laughs> no wonder you got there are children mouth. listening. Oh, really? No. I don't know if anybody's listening. I'll fucking smack you. I will hang up <laughs> on my own mother. Oh, you wouldn't do that to your darling mother. Anyway, um... <laughs> Ah, I felt good. The Al Benny Hour, Monday afternoons at 5 Pacific. On the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. I don't know if we're worth watching today. <laughs> After no sleep. I got in at 4.30 in the morning. Sarah got in at 6. Sunrise. I was there for the sunrise. You really were? Oh. Wow. And David had made me stay awake the entire time. I was a, I'm was a bad co-pilot. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been there with you as a co-pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not great at it. Uh, yeah. My co-pilot. I would just ask him questions that I knew he'd talk about for a while so I could nod off. Oh, that's funny. And go back to... <laughs> You're like, well, you're, so why'd they get divorced? I don't know. <laughs> and you knew he would go on a monologue? Yeah. That's great. And he knew That's I was awesome. falling asleep, but he just, to keep himself awake, he just kept talking. <laughs> it's, it's like you're the moderator. Yeah. <laughs> you're the moderator. Just come up with good questions. Yeah. That would make him talk. Uh, question number time. five. Uh, David, uh, we'd like to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But you look good this morning. That pissed me off. I. I came in here and I'm going. I'm, I, you know, I. But, and then you said, "Well, I put makeup on," and I, it makes me mad because I don't have that option. Well, I mean, you have the option. We were just at Gay Pride. Mm, yeah. Comfortable. Yeah. I know. They looked at me like, "No makeup." Oh God, you're mm. gross. I, 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 do, I don't put on makeup. I can't do it. Sure. I, there's something inside of me that says um, that I will be beaten up. I still have that the, the voice that is inside of me of Philadelphia. The grade school bullies will just come out yeah, from the woodworks. Yeah. A lot of my choices are based on a wedgie <laughs> waiting to happen. Yeah. I used to get really bad wedgies. What are you doing, Sarah? Who are you well, texting? I think how might be how Sparks, our guest, might yeah. be calling Sparks. in. Uh, calling me right now, and I just want to make sure everything's okay for him outside. Okay, you wanted to make sure, uh, so you're texting him? Yeah, I'm just saying, hey, I'm on the air right now. Oh, okay, I'm on the air. Leave me alone, Hal. <laughs> We're promoting you. We just played his music. That was great music. That was Hal. Zero One, yeah, his band, Zero One. They're called Zero One, and they're playing Spell tonight. Zero and at one, the Viper Room. At the Viper Room. I wish I, sometimes this is when I wish I wasn't a family guy and also wish I had some sleep. So, yeah, Sarah puts on the makeup, and she, she's all set to go today. <laughs> and uh, and I don't have that option. I was going to wear sunglasses for uh for this <laughs> just today. for the whole show i was gonna wear sunglasses the whole show but there's another voice that's inside of me you go uh, when people go hey you know what is it too bright in here for you yeah. you know what i mean but uh when people wear sunglasses howard stern wears them all the time that's true yeah so, so you have to commit it has to be like a lifelong thing and people stop got, giving you crap about it right because yeah. oh that's just his look yeah, bono and there's some people Jack Nicholson. Yeah. You picked all these people that are like superstars. Maybe that yeah. will make me one. I'll just start wearing sunglasses all the time. At night. I, I, listen, I, nev- <laughs> I never get recognized anyway. We were in the elevator the other day. Me and Sarah were in the elevator. And these people, they were talking to me about me. They, they were basically saying, yeah, are you guys going to the comedy show? Yeah, we're going. No, we didn't say, I am the comedy show. Uh-huh. We, we said, yeah, I'm going to go to the show. And... um and they said, well, we saw him on YouTube, and you know, I'm not going to sit in the front row, that's for sure. And he did, by the way. <laughs> yeah. He sat in the front row. With his English friend. Yeah, he, oh, they were with the mm-hmm. English guy. So uh, they didn't recognize me in the uh, – I have this happen all the time. I have to have a, a look. i got to come up with a look. Maybe <laughs> so, people yeah. can call in with that since they didn't call in with a summer job. Call in with two things. Summer job, completely irrelevant and completely unrelated. Or what's a look that I could come up with? Is there a yeah. look that I could have – a consistent thing where they go, that's the guy that wears that. That's the guy that looks like that. That's his haircut. That's his thing. Do you have any suggestions for like me? A pink mohawk. Because I would like to. I would like to. <laughs> 
if that's what it would take. People would recognize you. Listen, I know that I do, you know, for those of you just tuning in, I do comedy. I'm a stand-up <laughs> comedian, and I just thought I'd let you know that just to clarify. <laughs> but I know that it works. The comedy works when they're there. Uh-huh. And uh, so what is it? what does it take? What's that extra thing that it takes where why do some people draw? Oh, we're getting a phone call. Ooh, hey. We're going to find out, hey, is this hey. my look or Can is this a summer job? Button? I'll press the middle button. And uh, if I pressed it. Harder. Harder? Okay. Oh, there we go. Hello. It's the Craig Shoemaker Show. Who's this? Uh, oh, now now it started blinking yellow. There we go. Hey. Oh. Hi. It's the Craig Shoemaker Show. Who are you? It's Scott Miller. Hey, Craig. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Are you calling about your summer job or are you coming about, calling about my look? Uh, I think your look is fine. It, I think you, I don't uh, don't copy Stern. I love your voice. I think you look great. Everybody on the show looks great. Young, handsome people. Yeah, but there's the we problem. We won't say which is which, but there you go. There's a problem with what you just said. You said you look fine. Now, now, <laughs> fine is unless you're going. Hey, you look fine. You look fine. No, see, it's, it's how do you separate yourself where people will? I've been in elevator literally after my show. With six people, and they're going, that guy was great. I, I, I peed next to people after a show, minutes after the show. And they're going, he was good. And I'm going, in the same voice as I've been speaking all night, I go, yeah, he was all right. No, I thought he was really funny. Didn't you like the part where And I'm having a discussion while I'm at the urinal with people talking about me. And so it, it must be a look. I'm looking to, to up it. You know, like, like, how can I draw more people? And to, to yeah. see what I do. So now, yeah. so yeah. were you calling about the summer job or the look? The summer job. But it, yeah. regarding the look, you, you make a good point, and I agree. You're right. So all <laughs> I can say is, like, wow, that you know, fast. Stanley Meyer and Handelman, right? Get a hat. Okay, moving on. Get, uh, wow, get that's an hat. old reference. Stan, Stanley Myron <laughs> Handelman. I happen to uh, know his daughter. She's a comic as well. Isn't that funny? But I've never known anyone that has ever used that reference. So I should get a hat. Maybe that's what it is. I do like a fedora or something. How about well, not a, a pork pie? Um, not a pork pie. All right, overdone. That's overdone. A, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of those going on. <laughs> like a fez. What comics do you know have a fez? I like that. I like that. that's the guy with the fez. There's no <laughs> way I wouldn't be recognized. One time I actually hit a golf ball. I was teaming with these people, and I went, "Oh yeah," like that. I, I like hit it really well, and the guy goes, "You sound like the Love Master." I go, <laughs> "Well." I guess I would since I am him. And he goes, yeah, aren't we all? Yeah, right. He says, aren't we all, right? So then I do the love master. I do this character. For those of you just tuning in, I'm a comedian. I do this character called the love master. And I did the love master full on on the golf course with these uh, strangers. Yeah, baby. It's in the hole, baby. <laughs> the whole deal. I did, And he goes, that was pretty good, but you're no Craig Shoemaker. <laughs> so I now have to pull out my ID and prove that I am him. And then it happened on another golf course where this guy goes, "Did you ever hear Howard Stern's Barney Fife?" And I go, "Because <laughs> I did these, uh, I, I did these liners for Howard Stern. I did some uh, Barney Fife for him, you know." And yeah. and, it, and I go, "What are you talking about? That's me." And the guy goes, "Who are you?" I go, "I'm the guy that did the voice of Barney <laughs> Fife on Howard Stern. I did the full Barney Fife." He goes, "You're great, but you're no Stern." <laughs> he thinks it's Stern doing the impression, and then I have to pull out my ID with him. So this is the problem: is I don't get recognized. I don't get recognized, and and that can be. A, it's not an issue of like I don't want to look famous or be famous or anything. But I want to draw more people to feed my family, to hear the comedy that I'm doing. All right, because we do this Absolutely. for free too, by the way. All right, so you're calling. Uh, you're calling about a summer job. I like the Fez idea. I'm writing it down.
Okay. okay. Right. And if anyone else has any suggestions on my look, on what to wear on my body, or uh, you know, different uh, teeth, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever your suggestion is, call us at eight 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 five two zero four three seven four. So tell me, Scott, uh, what uh, what do you want to talk about with summer jobs? Um, I had one summer job that. that had a bit of a story with it, which was when I was 17, I was a um, YMCA camp counselor. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, did it for a whole month, four straight weeks of counseling for different groups of kids. The, now, now, what, 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 wait a second. You're counseling them, and what qualifies? Well, not counseling like a psychologist. I mean, you know, being in charge <laughs> of hands. their Just particular cabin. Oh, oh, I got it. You're basically going, here's some popsicle sticks, make a basket. Yeah, <laughs> okay. everybody, yeah right. everybody follow me to arts and crafts. So here we go. Weren't those great arts and crafts, though, in those days? How, how about that stuff called GIMP? Did you do GIMP? Do you know what GIMP is? No. Nobody knows what GIMP is. It's these long, rubber, really, really thin strings, right? And you tie them together and make uh, lariat. What do they call them? Lariat? Oh, Lanyards, yeah, yeah. I've mean. seen see those things. No, I, 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 did everything. I didn't like arts and crafts myself. I, oh, I loved I loved GIMP with the box stitch. I want to do that again. I like the repelling. Oh, you were a repelling guy. So, and were you qualified to do that, or you're just on the fly? I, I learned along with them the first time I did it. Uh, <laughs> you're supposed to be their guide, and you're well, learning did, along I, with them. All I figured was show no fear, so they'll, they'll do it. You know, I was just as frightened, but I went ahead and, and did it. It was a lot of fun, and uh, gave them enough courage to try it too. There is nothing uh, like the, giving the illusion of confidence is everything. You know, it is. You sure. know, fake it till you make it, right? Yeah, I so, do that in <laughs> stage all the time. I just want people to know I'm a comedian. I'm a stand-up comedian. In case you're just wondering who the hell I am. That's what I hear. I guess I'm going to find out in August. Oh no, wow! August. Where are you coming to see me? Um, in Seattle. What venue are you at? I'm at the Triple Door. And actually, this I am pleased about. It must be a look that I have that blends with Seattle. I'm selling tickets like crazy yes. on that one. It's selling like mad. I don't know what nice. happened, but uh, it's. Uh, I haven't really announced it yet, but uh, it's. They're half sold already. That's and it's, awesome. It's in late August at the Triple Door. I always have gotten along with Seattle. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my. Maybe I'll go with a hippie vibe. It's your rained on look. Maybe that's the my what? Whatever. (laughs) Raydon Chong. What did you? Rained on. Oh, rained on. I thought he said Raydon Chong look. I could go with that too. Is that a person? All these references. You never heard of Raydon Chong? She was yes, huge Clint, at one no, time. No, not Clint. What was the movie? Oh, she, uh, uh, Quest for Fire. Soul Man. Quest for Fire. Oh, so, oh Quest for Fire, yeah. You never Ray, heard of Ray Don Chong? Don Chong. And Tommy Chong's Google daughter, right? Tommy Chong's oh, daughter, okay. and sure. she it, uh, she was really at a huge career at one time. And yeah, for like three years. Three <laughs> sorry we bored you, Sarah. She gives a big sigh and goes back on her texting. You're going to drive me no, up a wall. I don't know why they keep calling me when they know I'm on the air. I just found out that Hal uh, thought it was a phoner and is on his way now. Should be here by he one. Thought it was a phoner. With all, all right. the directions. Stop. Sorry, <laughs> I just got a little stressed because I'm like, stop calling. I'm on the air. Listen to the show right now. Let's all do a collective <laughs> sigh. <sighs> right, present. We're present. We're here, Scott. Oh, she's cute. I know who's. Oh, wow. I want to. Oh, oh, there is a. There Google is something interesting to this uh, camp story. The first week. Yeah. I have all boys. It's all boys week. Okay. It's all these, you know, I had 10, 11-year-olds, whatever. Um, and they had a, a tradition. And it was called a uh, Hawaiian feast or luau or something down by the pool. Mm-hmm. And, every, and all the people, first time at the camp, they 
throw them in the pool and they throw all kinds of slop into the pool food, just food products basically, not, not like your pool boy experience, nothing bad. And then uh, a tradition that I didn't quite hear about until it happened uh, at All Boys Week was um, the council or the, the people who ran the camp, not all, and maybe you know veteran counselors, I don't know, tried to pants all of the boys. Pants, sure. deep pants, deep pants. Deep yeah, pants. yeah. Okay, you know, I'm at, I was seventeen, a little naive, so I'm like, I think, and this is back in you know. Mid- Wait a minute, you have, you have to clarify this. A pants, uh, maybe on deep you know, pants. Take their pants, pants down. Get your pull your pants off. So oh, you run around like, in your underwear in the middle of uh, yeah. In the middle of the woods. There's a yeah. bad timing on this story with the Jerry Sandusky <laughs> trial. <laughs> yeah. Just or maybe excellent timing. Or, or maybe it's excellent timing. Isn't that so sad? Every time you talk about, like, a kid situation now, everyone thinks it's a Sandusky, you know, thing. And That's it's true. just... It, it, you can't yeah, I mean, it, I, it could have been completely innocent. Nobody messed with me or anything. Nobody got my pants either. I was actually quick about that. But, You're I mean, quick. there's all these, you know, little... Kids, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old kids running around, you know, in the woods without pants on and, and some grown men chasing them. Only the fast people got away? Yeah, I was fast, thank, thankfully. But and the rest okay. of them were around. The, the, it's like thinning the herd. The slow ones are like, yeah, they're, they're in their <laughs> underwear roaming around in the oh, woods. Oh, they get, they get your, they get your shorts or pants and, your, and, and the underwear sometimes, too, and they throw them up in the trees. And so, you, you know, you have to run back to your cabin and find a spare, whatever. Um, so and you're getting, and by the way, a half an hour and you're, you're, you're in charge and getting paid for this whole thing. Oh, right? I'm not pantsing. I'm, they're trying to get me because this is my first time. I know, but you know? you're getting paid to get pantsed and running around in the woods, right? Yeah, and not okay. much for that either. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, not a great job. But. Yeah, not a lot of people. <laughs> you, don't hear, perks. you don't hear a lot of CEOs of uh, of camps yeah. <laughs> that are that are making the big bucks. <laughs> Even if you work your way up to the maximum, you're you're still uh, you're still not living large. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. well, you've never you've never you've never known uh, uh, fear until you see what appears to be a 250 pound gorilla of a male nurse. Who's cornered oh you in one God. of the cabins, bearing down on you with with a uh, shit eating grin on his face? Wait like, a minute! Now, now this see, your pants off. see it it did turn into the Sandusky thing. I I knew yeah. that's where it was going. Now what do you mean? That, so uh, nothing untoward happened. That's I I, I escaped untoward. that guy. You and, escaped uh, that guy. I calmed down about a half an hour, and I never saw anything untoward happen. Just a lot of running around, you know, butt naked <laughs> in the woods, and you can you know make what you want out of that uh but it was weird that's all i gotta say well i think it's a lot of theme going on here we got the uh it was (laughs) we got the ray don chong was in quest for fire this sounds very quest for fire (laughs) running around naked is that what these around a fire i googled her and those are the first ones that come up her quest for fire photos yeah she's all naked and stuff yeah, yeah, beautiful woman. She's I don't know whatever happened lady. to her uh, career, but a lot of people that happened with where they didn't. Uh, Amy Dolan's, she was really big. Mickey Dolan's from the Monkees. His daughter was a big star for like three movies, and then boom, they go away. It's uh. yeah, it's it's. I don't know how it happens. I, I don't know how. Also, my ADD kicks in on this show all the time. We're on nineteen different <laughs> topics. <laughs> Scott has been so patient with us. We've been through Radon Chong underwear Sandusky. <laughs> and an ape. It's a, a conversation. A guy in an ape outfit <laughs> trying to 
come after you. No, and, no, and, no outfit. I, he was really hairy, you know, like Robin Williams furry, the kind of guy. Oh, okay. Oh, that was last week. We had furries on last week. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all thematic here. We try to stay with the theme, and Hal Sparks is coming up in the next hour if he shows up and he doesn't know what's a phoner. I thought it was a phoner. So, and also, Maybe I'm wearing he has a face. Insight on these kind of YMCA activities, I don't know. So, Maybe. Uh, so you did this for a couple of years, or did you only did last one, one year? I did it one year, and uh, and and it was only the all boys week that, that had that kind of thing going on. Everything else, they, all the other three weeks were, you know, fairly normal, and and it was fun. <laughs> you know, it was fun being a counselor. I liked it. Fairly normal. Uh, you said all boys, so then it became co-ed after that. It was just the one thing, just the one, the one pantsing episode was the only real weirdness that I, I uh, experienced. Yeah, I experience weird things at camp. And thank you for calling, Scott. I appreciate You're that. And I will see I, you at the Triple Door in August in Seattle. I will be folding my arms in the front row <laughs> <laughs> and bring a fez. I shall. Thank you. you. Too. All right, see you later. Uh, I went to camp, and uh, we, had, you know, they do the sleepover thing, mm -hmm. and we would tell really frightening stories yeah you know, there's always everyone has it's like it's passed on through generations the one with the claw yeah you guys know that the guy with the arm with the claw on it and oh, yeah. the claw so ends up in that. another room and you go to the end of the room it's like it was always that same story See, and it was frightening none of my friends ever told it right because I, I, I know that there was the claw story but I never heard it told in a scary way really <laughs> I was always like that's lame <laughs> Well, I don't know well what, how did they tell a claw story without making it scary? And then opened the door, and the claw was in the door. Yeah, the claw was in the door. It. That's Why? always the punchline. So he left the claw behind. He left the now claw he behind. Have a claw. Oh, but that means yeah. he's somewhere else lurking. Without a claw. Without a claw. Yeah. <laughs> right? But he has another hand with a knife. Uh, right? He has yeah. another hand with a knife, and he's in leap. another room. You don't know where he is, but you know he's around because he wouldn't <laughs> just leave the claw there without coming back for it. He's coming back for it, and he's pissed. Yeah. I went to a Mormon <laughs> camp in seventh grade. You gotta shut that computer off. N now. <laughs> you gotta shut it off now. It's driving me crazy. You're supposed to be here with us. You're Didn't typing I just and stuff. Say something that was in, on topic. With Doesn't matter. Family. You gotta shut it off. No check no Facebook seeing what people how people are interacting with us right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> just be here. Now what are we, what were you saying? Can you just do that? You just shut it down. Thank you. I just got like I feel like I just got sent to a timeout. Like I'm t like not 27. Well, I didn't. I tried to do it subtly by going like this. Here, I'm waving right now. I was waving. Shut that off because I'm listening to clicking. That clicking's coming through the microphone. So you can say whatever you want about being called out or whatever it is. I was trying to do it in a nice subtle way of saying, "Hey, can you shut that down?" And you kept and you kept doing it, and then you answered the phone and stuff. It's distracting to me. All right, sure. So we'll just figure out when. Okay. When he comes, when he can get here, and we're getting your call. Hey, we're getting your call. Just in time for Sarah. Ten Hello, tension breaker. Please. Hello. Hi. Hi. Greg, how are you? I'm great. Who's this? My name's Laura. Laura. Hi, Laura. How Laura. are you? First time caller. Good. No, get... I've called you before. Oh, great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I called. I called the day you had my friend on your show, Kelly Carlin. Oh, okay. Hi, Laura. Hi, hon. And it was really funny when she was telling that story about um, her celebrity hookup with Leif Garrett. Yeah. I was I actually on that date with her and her <laughs> ex-boyfriend. So it was really funny. You were on the date and you were in Farrah Fawcett's house? Um, well, yeah, we went, we went around a lot in the limousine that night. So, um, but anyway, that, that was, I was calling about your look. 
Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, that's another topic that we have here. We're coming up with looks. Uh, so far, I have a fez. And that might be okay, a different well, look for me. If I can draw people, I can draw the fez people. I don't see a lot of fezes around. I mean, it's not a real common no. fez. <laughs> no. Have you ever thought of, like, a corncob pipe and a little yeah. top hat? Awesome. Now, here's the problem. <laughs> Actually, this is a problem with the fez, too. I have a giant head. It's a giant oh. head. It really is. I shouldn't be drawing attention to it, but I, it's just the facts. You know. Well, maybe you could do, like, well, what about a Mr. Peanut look, like a monocle? <laughs> now, that still has a hat, too. A cane, a cane and a monocle, something like that. A cane top, and a monocle. Know? Bud Freeman took the monocle thing and Colonel Clink from Hogan's Heroes. Sure. They nailed the monocle thing down. I don't know if I could bring it back, but... Uh, well, Bud that's, yeah. that's just an idea, you know? No, I like these ideas. Out. I'm writing it down. Monocle... I don't know about. I'm going to put top hat down because there aren't a tiny any, top hat, a little tiny top hat, not a big one. Oh, like, like a, a chin tiny. strap that has to like wait on the side of his head. <laughs> so like like a, a top hat yarmulke. Yes, yeah, that would be perfect. I would like that. A top hat yarmulke. Okay, I'm writing that down. That's different than a top hat yeah. because top hat. I don't know. And I saw a lot of top hats this weekend with a blinking vampire. Yeah. I live in San Francisco. You oh. live in San Francisco. Then why didn't you come mm-hmm. see us this weekend? Because I have a sprained ankle. That's why I'm calling into radio shows. <laughs> a sprained ankle. I would lift you up into a seat if that's what it took to draw oh, more people. Uh, next time you come down, I'll make sure I come over and see you. <laughs> Joel just gave that. <laughs> yeah. And I'll have my arms folded. So, anyway, it was nice talking to you guys. I got a... Go soak my leg. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Go soak my leg. I can't believe she lives in San Francisco. Thank you so much. She lives in San Francisco and didn't come see us this weekend. We could, if she came to one of the shows and came with one person, it would have doubled our audience size. Oh, was it that bad? Yeah, it was really bad. Mm-hmm. Just the one guy with the folded arms and then... No, no, that show had, had more people. Oh. There were uh, two shows that were really, really light that uh, I, literally what we have in this room right now with you, me, and Sarah is... Uh, would have doubled it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, it was really... I wonder if your look has to go in line with your jokes, though. Like, don't you think? Like, because some of those things don't really fit, like your personality on stage, because you're like the everyday guy, like that on stage. That, that, you... that is true. But the problem is, who wants to go see the everyday guy? That's the problem. Is is I'm you know listen. You see what I do? I get laughs like nobody else, right? Like big time laughs. People crying, screaming, you know, grabbing their face and their their stomachs and everything else. Standing ovation. The people who are there. How do you get the people out of their living room? You have to have a look. You, you have to have a, to, a thing. You need to grow your goatee back. Is that what it is? Your old oh, clips. Yeah. You had the goatee. You had that in there. I think Go that with was, the goatee look again? Maybe. Maybe that's what people think of as shoemaker. No, no, because I, I was in and out of that one. And no. I, I, you guys don't know this. I also tried platinum hair at one time. What does that mean? Platinum. Old hair? Platinum. Yeah. I had it dyed white. Oh, remember yeah. when that was popular? Yeah. Well, no. 90s. I probably had it the same time you did. Dyed white? I remember the frosted tips. Is that the same thing? Uh, no. It, it, well, basically, it's frosted. Yeah, it's frosted hair, and and you can see the brown roots. Yeah, yeah. I went with that look for a little bit. Yeah. But white? Really, really short time. Yeah. Well, wh- yeah. Platinum white. What, what else do you yeah. call it? Gray? Bleach. Just bleach. Like, yeah. I just. That's ble- the problem. Well, is yeah, it- you don't like dye it white, but you, I, I would just bleach mine as light as it would go. Right. It was like almost white. And you look, and I look like a, a, an idiot. I look like. The, 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 <laughs> here's an old reference. <laughs> what was that guy's name from Australia? Energizer. Energizer. Remember that stupid commercial? No. Want to surprise you? Energizer. 
No, nobody remembers that. That's what I look like. I didn't want to look like him, but I ended up, my hair guy taught me talked me into this. Streaks. How about streaks? That's what it was like. It was streaks. But you could go back to that, and you could do no, like Rick. I can't go back to that because at my age, this is what my bottom line was on my intervention was my kid. And Justin was young at the time, and he looked up at this billboard, and it was for a bank. Yeah. And the guy in the bank had an old guy, Elvis Schmeidekamp was his name, <laughs> and he had he was an old guy with white hair, right? And Justin goes, that's daddy. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> I went right in and got the brown hair back. I've tried different looks. I tried a perm once. I've never admitted this <laughs> to anyone in my life. Uh, I was funny. bored. Just I a was, nice tight curl. I was bored. I was in Pittsburgh in the, in the suburbs, and I went in the mall, and I said to the people, I said, can you give me a perm? A perm. <laughs> How long was your hair? Uh, it wasn't that long, but I just said I'm going with a perm, like a little mini fro. Yeah, yeah. I love the fro look. You do? <laughs> I want a fro so bad. Oh, my God. I, no. I'm going to say no on you, <laughs> and I'm going to say no on me. I'll do an intervention right now. Wouldn't work with you. Wouldn't work with I me. I think it would totally work. Me? Can you see it? Bouncing? Yeah. I had... Right? I was hey. like, my, I, think it might be cool. I, I came home yeah. my girlfriend. They, she laughed so hard. I've never. I, <laughs> maybe that is the look I need. It, you oh, just, yeah. I just get a laugh right as soon as I walk on the uh, stage. Yeah, I'm, top's kind of. I'm writing that down. Oh, he has the perm, doesn't he? But perm. it's a red perm. I'm, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged house husband. No, that's not what I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. middle-aged dad with a perm. You know, it's just. A, it looks like you're trying a little hard. Yeah. But I'll list it. You yeah. have to grow it out first. Maybe people can go to our Facebook page. It's what's it called? Laugh it off. Yeah, yeah. but I can't check it because my computer's shut. <laughs> you don't have to shut. You don't have to check it now. We're taking a little break. That's when you check stuff like that. Everyone so should Photoshop pictures of what he should look like. I'm oh, sorry. that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, and submit them there, or go to my like page, the Craig Shoemaker like page, and yeah, submit some Photoshop photos of my look. Handlebar mustaches. I'd love to see that. Now that would be different too. I like that too. I'm writing that down. This is a commitment. I'm going to go with a commitment. Okay? Anyway, Hal Sparks is coming up. If, is he here? Is he on his way? Oh, you can't check I yet. I can't check. Ooh, That's what snap. I was trying to check. They were calling me about five times. All right. Emailing and IMing me. He'll be here. Hal Sparks is coming up. You know him from Queer as Folk. You know him from the Sexy Liberal Tour. He is really, really talented. A multi-talented. Are we going to hear any music from him yes, as well? Yes, we are. We've got more music coming from him. We're going to take a little break. More with our show after this. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hey, it's Heidi from the Heidi and Frank Show here to tell you about a website that I absolutely love. And if you love shoes as much as I do, you're going to love this website, too. Shoedazzle.com. You have to go there and type in my name, Heidi, and that's when you click on the little microphone. So Shoedazzle.com. Click on the microphone that's in the upper right-hand corner of the website. Type in my name, Heidi, and that gets you 20% off your first purchase on the website. Hot shoes, accessories, all personalized to fit your unique style. They add new products all the time. And the great thing is you only have to buy it if you like it. There's absolutely zero obligation. And again, type in Heidi, get 20% off at ShoeDazzle.com. And the kicker, so to speak, doing a shoe commercial, the kicker, every single pair of shoes on ShoeDazzle.com is only $39.95. How great is that? So you don't feel guilty when you go buy shoes. ShoeDazzle.com, click the microphone, type in my name, Heidi, to get that 20% off. Again, you're going to love it. ShoeDazzle.com.
from Universal Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Do you know what the word audible means, anybody? Yeah. Audible? Yeah. You know, because yeah. you follow football, right? Oh, back audible. I, yeah. Oh, you're Speaking of audible. Now. Oh, now we have to audible. Wait, 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 wait. You can have the microphone that was for our guest. Speaking of audible... That Do you know what the word audible means, Sarah? Um, out loud. You no? can hear it. Well, that does mean that, I, I suppose. But in football terms, you get to the line of scrimmage, and you're the quarterback. Now, I'm the quarterback of the show, obviously. I now have to audible because they have a defense that is uh, in position to stop the play that I've called in the huddle. So, like, let's say I, I call one up the middle. they got three fat guys waiting for him. So i got to go... <laughs> 227! Go around the fat guys! Because <laughs> now we got to go a different route around the fat, the big fat guys that are just guy. waiting for this running play, mm-hmm. and you have to audible. That's what it's called. And you call the play in code. Oh. It's in code at the line of scrimmage. So everybody's lined up. They're all ready for this running play up the middle. And then a the quarterback goes, this is what makes some of the better quarterbacks, like Peyton Manning's a genius at this. And he's like hitting himself like in the butt. If they have all these like hand signals, he'll go two twenty nine. Poop poop. Hockey cup pie. Come pie. I was trying you to know, decipher what you said. Left two nine two nine two nine. <laughs> he says, "I don't know what the hell he's saying," but they have something. It's a it's it's the formation. They have to call you know where you're going to go. You, this guy's going in motion. There are several things that have to happen. For this audible to go on and changing the play completely, does each team and they're all have listening. Like Everybody, well, they oh yeah, they oh, all yeah. have their unique codes, mm. and they have to keep changing the code in case someone gets traded. <laughs> because now, now they're now they're on the other team going. You know, he's gonna he's gonna split out left. He's gonna throw a fade pattern because that's what they're gonna do because they were on the team already. They know they know the yeah. codes. So now you have to talk in a whole different language. They're in tongues, basically. They yeah, have to talk in like tongues. It. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Klingon? I could have been. Yeah. It was. It, I was talking to Sarah about that the other day, wasn't yeah, I? I was car. trying to talk in tongues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I'm not. You know what tongues are, right? Yeah, like in the religious sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're talking tongues. Yeah. Well, that's what they do at the line of scrimmage. It's called an audible. <laughs> it's kind of it's in, it's, you know, they translate. Yeah, they have this whole thing where they go, "I see people that are going to get in our way for this play. We want it to succeed." So you start talking in tongues and you change the play on right. the spot. It's called the audible. I am now in a position where I have to audible for our show. Right. So it was like quickly, I got to the line of scrimmage. You got Sarah's the center, right? And she's going, someone took my ball. <laughs> so, so she has no ball now to hike to me. So, right. so she's going, all right, what am I going to do? Hal Sparks is the ball who, is, who is, was supposed to be here. And Sarah's now, you know, going through the whole process of producing shows. She's going, wait a minute, I double confirmed, and I emailed yeah, this one. Yeah, they even said 12.30 call time today. The, yeah, the whole thing. And the publicist called and said, oh, he's coming in, and, you know, can I come in? Because she wanted to be here for the interview and everything. She gets on the guest list. And uh, now it turns out he's not coming in. And so Audible, I had to go do a phoner. We'll do a phoner with him in the, in the, in the last half hour okay right. so how sparks will be coming up in the in the What's last it? half hour 
I was hoping he would come into the studio. Yes, Joel. What's my football position? Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what am I the, like the water boy or? <laughs> no, you're. I, way I like the way I like the way you, you relegated yourself to the water boy right away. I was going to a key position, oh, running back. You. Oh, nice. You're the running back. I'm going to hand you the ball, man. Sweet. And I'm the what? hiker. What? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, you better get you better get your hiker. title down. It's not the hiker. The it's the center. Back the center. It's the center. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends who are quarterbacks, and uh -huh. it's really funny the stories they tell about the center. It's always some big giant guy, and they <laughs> have a, and they have a towel in the back of their pants. Did you know that? Yeah. They wow. wear a towel in the back of their pants, so the quarterback, the last thing he does, it's like you know he does the dishes, and now he has to wipe. <laughs> so he has to wipe his hands on the guy's towel, and he drives them <laughs> on his. So he's the bitch. <laughs> They, that uh, sounds about right. <laughs> he is not. See, both of you two relegate yourselves to these positions. The center is the key. He then touches the ball the every single get time. To run after he hikes the ball. No, he uh, he blocks the three fat guys. <laughs> okay, it's an so important position. it's an important position. He now makes the way, makes the way for the running back. I dig it. Okay, and the quarterback, <laughs> and has to and has to protect the quarterback, is dig the big it. key. He's the biggest support system there is, is the center. Has the ball first, hikes the ball cleanly to the quarterback, who then gets all the glory, just like I do, <laughs> by, you know, being the quarterback. Now, I've been a person who's always said on sports radio, I used to host a sports radio show, and I have always said that the quarterback is overrated. I absolutely believe that. It takes a team to, to win championships, but they always make it about the quarterback. And I have a list of quarterbacks that are never going to make, make the Hall of Fame that have won Super Bowls and a list of guys that are in the Hall of Fame or should be or whatever who never even made it to a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, I always say, it is the line. The line is the key, and the line is centered by the center. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have that, if you don't have that good exchange with the center, they, by the way, have their own little codes between them. Mm. It's a hell of a relationship. And after fun. a while, um, a lot of these guys have told me, I have this buddy who uh, was a quarterback in the NFL, Jim McMahon, and he uh, told me that what the center would do was fart on him. And he said one time, well, he says Purposely, one time. like every time? Or? Well, like, you know, look, these are big dudes eating a lot of, you know, yeah. roughage combined with proteins, and they're eating a lot. You have to feed a 300-pound body, you're going to eat a lot, and that doesn't really go so well with the gastrointestinal system, sure. okay? And then you got guys banging into you all day. That's, there's <laughs> going to be some gas. Yeah, some bubbles. Loose. It, we, we definitely have a homo, 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 homosexual theme going on today. <laughs> Couldn't even say it. Spent the whole weekend of gay pride. I was trying to come up with the right word. I knew it started with homo, but I wasn't sort of a sapien or. Yeah, I definitely stuttered through that one. I, now the center now would pick that ball up, you know, on my fumble. See, I fumbled. <laughs> so you you picked that ball up, yeah. and you did. I did. You, we you, laughed. You, you laughed and made fun of me, but it, it, so anyway. <laughs> so the center starts the whole thing. I was a center at one time. Mm. Just so you know, I was a center on the 115-pound football team, of which I was 72 pounds. I don't know why. I I chose the center because I knew I could make no other position because they were all, you know, you had to be fast runner, you had to be tall, you had to be this and that strong and everything else. And I go, I'm just going to be the center, and I touched the ball every single time. Yeah. But my team hated me. They had, like, this, this jerk quarterback. I can't stand this guy. 
And he, it, we'd be in the huddle. We were undefeated, by the way. And he, and, and he goes, and we're in the huddle, he goes, you know, 32, red dog, you know, whatever it is, split end hitch on one. You know, you know what on one means? That means that's when you hike it on, on hut, yeah. hut one, right? Mm. You hike it. Or they could go on two, hut one, two, you know, whatever it is. So hut, the other hut. team doesn't know. Yeah, so they don't know that code either. Right. So you have to say, so you're trying to get them to go off sides. So this guy, I was, you know, I did my job on, on you know, on the math. You know, I had that down. I got the hut ones down. But, you know, a lot of times the people would plow over me. Yeah. Which I told the quarterback, I go, he didn't get you. He was too busy beating me up. So I did protect you, essentially. And he would, every time in the huddle, he would smack me in the face. He'd go, good snap. Poof. And he would, like, whack me, like, really hard. And, they, and then they would just, and then I would go into the locker room and they would completely wedgie me. I it was at the oh, point where man. I had no underwear left in eighth grade. No underwear. All ripped. And I'd have to make, oh, it was just a band. <laughs> I was, oh, they were just let, it was just a, a fruit of the loop band was all that was left. It was great because I didn't have skid marks. <laughs> I look like I look like a you know a Native American you know doing a war dance you know with the the cheeks hanging out. That's what I. They hung me from a locker once by my underwear. And they, you know, it really happened. Oh yeah, they hung me, hung me up, and they're like, I mean, they're violent too. And they, they, they I mean, I'm, I'm going. Oh and I kept God. saying to myself, I'm on your team. <laughs> what would you do to the enemy? I'm on their team. We're undefeated. And they would, they picked me up, and they, uh, and they put me up on the locker room, and my legs were like dangling, and they, and then of course they're like, Hey, it's my art project. Wind chimes. <laughs> Bang your legs together. <laughs> I'd be up there, ding, 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 entertaining them, hoping that, that <laughs> yeah. my laughter would make them stop. You know, and it was just—I mean, it was not a good time in my life. Was being the center for the one fifteen pound oh, Enfield Warrior awesome. undefeated team. Uh, it was not—it was not pleasant. Yeah. And by the way, the two meanest people both are in prison today. That just makes thought sense. I, just thought I'd tell you that. Wow. Yeah. From your 115 league. I should name them. <laughs> <laughs> so I can fully get my resentment. What are they in prison for? I don't know. I don't know if they're still in prison. I know they both did prison time. Serial wedge years. Well, it all starts with that. I mean, really, if mm -hmm. you're going to, like, you know, take your stuff out on one of your teammates, you know, you're not headed for a good life. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, you're headed for more violence and more craziness. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was headed for comedy. How the wind you? chimes. How do you? Because I mean, you've got boys. So how yeah. do you know when to curb that and when it's like boys will be boys and when it's like yeah. my yes. kid might be psycho? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I have that with the my oldest son uh, is always fighting with his middle brother, not the little brother. He doesn't mess with him. He loves him, but the middle brother he's jealous of. Right. And he always says to me, "I said you're jealous." He goes, "Of what?" He doesn't like sports. He knows he can't name the Phillies. <laughs> He's got this whole list on why he wouldn't be jealous of him. I said, you just are, you know, because he came around. I mean, I said, now, Justin, I understand it, too. I understand why you would be jealous, you know, because he came into your life suddenly, and you're, and you're going. It's like if, I, if you're married and you go to your turn to your wife one day and you go, you know what? I'm going to bring in another wife into this thing, okay? And you know what? She's going to wear your clothes. Use your toys. <laughs> My toys? Now wait a minute. And and uh, okay. And and also have your last name. Okay. So how would you accept that? So I said, I get it. I get it. Of course, you're not going to be happy about that, but you're going to have to live with it. And no violence. You got to stop hitting him because he takes a little wax at him. Mm -hmm. That's, and he does it when he doesn't think anyone's looking, and he just does this little oof, like he just elbows him. Mm -hmm. And then the little one. So then the middle one. Jared, he reacts to it, and he now he's yeah. a little 
He's a little tough kid. He goes, get off of me. Poof. So now he hits him. Now Justin has an excuse to hit him back because right. yeah. now it's now it's legitimate. He hit me, but he, so he doesn't go to the part about he gave him a little whack. We had, we had fun, by the way. Of course, uh, we went to the Oakland A's. We were invited on the field, and I took the kids on the field. It was really cool, and they, got my, they gave my uh, one son a ball. So, of course, Justin gets jealous. Yeah. Where's my ball? So now I'm diving over people to get a foul <laughs> ball. I'm, I, I, I'm not exaggerating. I was diving on people. I had to end seat. I'm, go, I'm, I'm just going, any ball that would come anywhere near, I'm going... <laughs> So that they stop fighting, Mm -hmm. you know, because I want a ball. He got a ball. I want a ball. I've done this for years. I I will. I will go into a mosh pit and pull out a ball. (laughs) It still hasn't worked. I never. I never got a ball. I stole one from a kid once. (laughs) Like the kid got it, (laughs) and I like yanked it out of his hand. It's a scrum. You know what I mean? I want the damn ball. Was it a scrum or was it just you and It was a scrum. Kid? No, it was a few people. Right. And I, you know, I might have I might have uh, noogied him in the pile. <laughs> I might have noogied him in the pile, but I took the ball. How old was he? Eh, probably 9, 10. How old were you? 30. <laughs> so I take the ball and I then I did the whole hero thing like, oh, I got a foul ball. And I'm on the big jumbotron. Yeah. <laughs> I got a foul ball, and everybody's boo, they're boo because this kid's crying. <laughs> and I'm trying to, and you don't have, you're, you don't have, you're not mic'd for the for the jumbotron. You, so now people have to kids. read your lips. So I'm like trying to explain to them. I'm trying to explain to fifty thousand people. <laughs> I never got a foul ball, so they can read my lips. I'm like making sure I enunciate. I never had one before. When I was his age, they took it from me too. I'm like trying to explain this to people, and they're booing me. Give it back! Give it back! Did you give it, or did you start running? No, I gave it back. <laughs> and and by the way, that was a whole thing too on the jumbotron. I'm like, all right. <laughs> gave the finger, fifty thousand people. <laughs> I want this foul ball. So anyway, no wonder I screwed up, kids. No wonder. So I took the kids to. Uh, we were in San Francisco for the weekend. I was doing comedy. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've been trying to stand up comedy for a little while. And uh, we, uh, in case you're just tuning in, in case you're just tuning in, you know, who is this guy doing this radio show, <laughs> podcast, whatever? Who is this guy? What qualifies him? I do a little bit of stand up comedy for many years. So I'm doing it in San Francisco, performing there. And it's uh, not the greatest time to bring the family, to be honest with you. I am a big time gay advocate. Love, can you say these words? Love the gays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love the gays, always have. I have, I have no problem with anything except for the display, the public displays that are in front of my children. And I would also say this, by the way, if it was straight Pride Day <laughs> and people who were straight walked around with a, uh, a guy had a headdress of penises. Okay, so he's got the headdress of penises. So now I have kids. That's your new look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Write that down. Headdress of penises. Everyone, yeah. would re- everyone would remember that. So now I have to tell my kids, right? You have to say, what is that? And now I have to go historical with them. I go, oh, that's the mythological figure Medusa. <laughs> it's Medusa who had a head full of snakes. 
they one-eyed were, snakes. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. Snake. <laughs> <laughs> it was good save until, you know, the little one goes, how come they have one eye? What's that white liquid coming yeah. out? Oh, <laughs> what, Harvey oh, Milk? Oh, Harvey Milk, oh, Kate Ashbury. I'm just trying Harvey to... Harvey <laughs> Milk. She's going with a got milk reference. So anyway, I had to explain this to the kids, you know, and, and then you got the, uh, the, the chaps. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing chappy about them. It's just disgusting. Okay. I, and I say this again, because if you're straight and you have chaps on, and well, first else. of all, I, not a look you see often, but you're a cowboy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you have underwear, jeans, the whole thing, wranglers. Okay, someone needs to wrangle some something to cover these ass cheeks. Okay, because it's not a good look, first of all, and it's it, you, you you just it, it's not a good look for the family. I got my family, out. so there's the part of me I'm going, I'm a dad. I'm concerned about what they see, what I, what they're exposed to, and stuff like that. And then there's the other side of me that's saying, this is the life, this is life, this is the world. You're going to see this, yeah. mm -hmm. and there's naked, they're naked all over. Because it's legal. It's legal in San Francisco to be naked. Some districts really? mostly. So yeah. I'm next time I'm not bringing the family because I want to see some nudity. <laughs> <laughs> I got a free pass on the nudity. But it's got to be mostly dudes this weekend, right? No, actually a lot of naked women. And really? boy, the 13-year-old, all of a sudden he's there, let's leave the ball game. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. once he heard about that, he gets to see free naked chicks. Wow. So that's the other thing is like, do I, you know, what do you do? And it's not like... You go down the street and the street is raided. You know, you know this. This is rated PG thirteen. Right. If you go down this block, <laughs> you know you can't have the G rated. It's like you, these are rainbow socks. Now down here is exposed <laughs> penis with it. Yeah, over <laughs> here they have the rainbow socks on top of their penis, which was a great look with rubber bands. Oh, I love that one too. I saw more looks. I can't believe it. That's the thing. It's like I, I just don't. I don't. You know, look, I'm not supposed to get it. I know. But, you know, if you're going to have pride about something and you want to have the equal rights, I don't know that it's the best way to go about it. Or you want to have, you know, gay marriage and things like that because you're saying this is our day and this is how we dress and this is what we're going to do. We're going to expose everyone else, literally, to, um, to you know, you know, they're, they're you know, basically stepping on their own dick, <laughs> literally, <laughs> so, because... I I want to be behind this. I want to be behind the cause. I want I want gay marriage. I want to marry. Actually, you know, I'm an ordained minister. You know, and I want to marry people, uh, gay people. I think it's fantastic. And you find a life partner and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just that when you are, you know, and I'm and you shouldn't assimilate in society. You absolutely shouldn't. You should be who you are. I'm about to wear a fez on stage, so I understand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But there are certain things that you have to have. Maybe I'm saying I'm talking out loud now. Maybe it's a respect thing. It's like, you know, respect that you were a child once. So think about when you were a child, okay, and you, you don't know you're gay yet. And you walk down a neighborhood and you have people, uh, you know, really, they love the word cock. Oh, my God. I sucked a cock like nobody's been cock, cock, cock. It's like it's a rooster fest. It's, it's unbelievable. They love the word cock. But it's not the greatest word for my child to hear, and I have to explain to them cock-a-doodle-doo and the roosters, and they come out in the morning, you know, the whole deal. So that's the thing is I'm not so sure that it's the best ex way to express oneself on gay pride. And I'm sure I'll have debates about this. And, mm -hmm. and our guest who's going to call in, Hal Sparks, if you Google him, a lot of the things are, is Hal Sparks gay? By the way, not. But he was on Queer as Folk. He, he's a legend. 
in the gay community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a really big gay show. rights activist. Big time, big time. Big mm-hmm. gay uh, gay rights activist. I want to talk to him about that. I'm a gay rights activist, but I have a, you know, that little line of being a dad. So I'd like to talk to him about that because he's a dad. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about his perspective on that. On it's it's rights, but do we have the rights to, you know, do straight people have those same rights? Do do we have a uh, a, a parade? Well, it's like Mardi Gras. If I yes. took my penis out right now, it's Mardi Gras, right? It's Mardi like Gras. For, like that is like, and if we want that to be a representation of what? Like, yeah. By the way, that is a great point. Is Mardi Gras? Mm-hmm. That's a great point for the other side, so that I can understand. Because there, you get beads for showing your breasts, and you right? You get to go wild, yeah. And it's wild and it's crazy, and you dress dress nuts. But that's all accepted because that's straight society. But in taking the other side of this, I don't want my children there either. Right? Don't want them. That, that, Until yeah, they hit a certain age, I'm going, Justin, throw her a dollar. I want to see those tits, too. Like, you wouldn't, <laughs> take your, you wouldn't feel bad about saying, I'm not going to take my kids to Mardi Gras. But you might feel a little bad being like, I'm not going to take my kids to Gay Pride Day. People would be like, well, why not? No, I did. I, I well, don't, you did. I don't you know mind. I, mean? I don't mind. Right. I, I would like my children to be well-rounded, okay? Because me being well-rounded makes me who I am today. And also, we're going to talk to uh, Hal Sparks on the phone, unfortunately. (laughs) We thought he was coming in. But we're going to talk to him about that, too, is is politically, I believe that he's on the sexy liberal tour. Mm -hmm. And I'm not – I don't like the qualification of conservative or liberal. That's not my thing. I don't like labels. But I will say that I lean more towards the liberated. I feel like my soul is liberated and open enough to hear from everyone and believe that we're all one on the planet – and I want to talk to him about that as well. Anyway, we're coming back. We have to take a break right now. Hal Sparks is going to be calling us on the phone on the That's Craig really Shoemaker Show. Hmm. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. And you can call in as well and, and talk to Hal, talk to me, uh, give me your perspective on it all. And uh, we're coming right back after this little break. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hey, it's Heidi and Frank for scorebig.com. There's been two ways to get tickets up until now. You can go to the venue or team site and buy your tickets directly, or you could go to the big ticket sellers, the scalpers, if the tickets for the really big events are sold out. And you can pay way, way over face value. Who wants to do that? Who would do Nobody. that? Nobody! That's stupid. You don't have to do that anymore. Thanks to scorebig.com, a great website where you always pay less than retail, and you never, ever, ever pay any ticketing fees at scorebig.com, and you can save up to 60% on tickets. Every ticket on the Scorebig website is below retail price. Guaranteed. Great events. Lakers, Clippers, Kings, USC, UCLA, Basketball, Disney Hall, Kevin Theater. Mention specific teams in a list. Well, you did. <laughs> and uh, I think that's uh, perfect the way you did Those that. were teams in Southern California, but Scorebig.com is everywhere. everywhere. I just had a, I got a tweet. global. I got a tweet from a guy saying he's got his Giants tickets and he saved 30%. Awesome. Thanks, Scorebig.com. And that's what we're talking about. Uh, not just nosebleed seats, everything from the floor to the rafters. And again, no service or shipping fees ever. Your offer at Scorebig.com is what you pay. Always listen to retail, never any fees, scorebig.com. Then type in Heidi and Frank to get uh, the, the passcode. Skip the line. Yeah. Start shopping right away. V- get your tickets today. VIP treatment. Don't here. wait. <laughs> type in Heidi and Frank. Do it right now. What are you still sitting here for? S-C-O-R-E-B-I-G.com. Proof why I was never a cheerleader. I can't spell. There's more proof than that. If you miss the Farley brothers. Anyway, he was... Uh found naked eating a homeless man's face off. (laughs) And when the police came upon the scene, they shot him and he kept eating his face. 
He yeah. kept, even though he was being shot at, he kept, you know, this drug makes you so fucking psycho that you, that he was like, you know, you know what his last face. words were? In your face. <laughs> the Farley Brothers, Wednesday afternoons at 2 Pacific, only on the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. That uh, music you heard was Hal Sparks. 
Yes, right? it was. And what was the name of his band? Uh, Zero One. Zero One. Spelled out Z E R O and then one. And then not the, spelled out. Then the number one. And they're at the Viper Room tonight. That's right. I can't say I'm going to be there. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to. I need some sleep from that long drive last night. And we're excited. How is uh, not as excited <laughs> as I was before because I thought we'd have some one-on-one -on -one communication, eye to eye. Right. Yeah. But uh, things got mixed up or whatever it is. Um, I, it's funny how karma is quick. Sometimes I was supposed to be on a show yesterday in the afternoon, and I got a call uh, from the producer saying, "Where are you?" And I said, "Oh, it was canceled." Because I watched people canceling it, and so I was even in the room when he canceled it, but he didn't tell the right people, and she was really upset about it. And then I'm in the position, I'm going, whoa, 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 this is not, I want to make sure that I throw plenty of other people in the wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not going to take this on because it wasn't it wasn't me. I didn't have transportation to get in the city. Anyway, so I uh, I didn't do the show. So now immediately karma comes back. Only hours later <laughs> is how was supposed to be in the studio, and now he's not coming in. He's going to call us on our 888 number. Right. So no one else call right now. Okay. It's the only time I'm saying don't call us because Hal's going to call on, on when he's on. Now watch everyone call up and yeah. disguise their voice. Hi, it's Hal. It's Mark. He's also <laughs> going to be in Santa Cruz this Wednesday doing comedy. Santa Cruz this Wednesday, mm -hmm. and he's coming up to in Santa Fe. I think Santa Fe is what I heard. Oh, uh, Santa Cruz. Oh, July 6th in Santa Fe. I even remembered that. Yeah, I was all prepared for him, but I am still prepared for a phone call, and he should be calling us any second. I really want to talk to him about the uh, the sexy liberal tour. He does that with a John Fugel saying, by the way, I'm not kidding you, one of the brightest comedians in the world ever. John Fugel saying? That's his name. Maybe the reason he hasn't made it, he's not wearing a fez and he needs to change his name, just like me. Well, hard to remember. He is brilliant. We're having a penis hat on you. And he, and he uh, is touring with Hal in the Very Sexy Liberal Tour mm. and with Stephanie Miller, also a brilliant comic and, uh, and radio host. So they tour together in this, in this tour. Oh, uh, here we go. Maybe he's here. Oh, no. Yeah. Is this Hal? It is. Hey, Hal, how, how are you? It's Craig. Hello. Spectacular. Does it sound okay? Yeah, yeah, you sound okay. You'd sound a lot better if you had your own microphone with a camera right now. <laughs> I insist. <laughs> As we thought was going to happen. I thought we were going to have a bonding moment in the studio. What happened? I um, I was always told I was calling you. I didn't know anyone was allowed in the studio with you. I thought you still had that protective bubble around you. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's a very clever comic. He's going to reverse it. Yeah. This is what we all do. I did this yesterday. I was just saying, I had immediate karma, Hal. I canceled yeah. a show yesterday, and they called me and said, where are you? So that, that's the fastest karma I've ever had. And now yeah. today, <laughs> now today Hal, Hal's calling us uh, from your – are you at home? I am. I'm at uh, Hotel California right now. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he uses Hal in, in everything he does. It's good I, promotion. It, yeah. it I is. Learned it, I learned it from not being a professional sports star. Uh, yeah. But did you ever want to be? Now, I know you're a big rock star now. That's true. That's. I mean, I always kind of was, but now people know it. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, I think the karma quickening uh, that you're experiencing is yeah. is not I, – I wouldn't take it too personally. I think it's probably a 2012 thing, you know. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's the beginning yeah. of the end. Just blame it on the 2012 or publicists I, or managers. You have too many handlers. That's what the problem is. We couldn't get to you. That's true, and I think that's wise. I learned that lesson early. 
make sure there's several layers between. Because you just have those men in black kind of guys that stand around you and keep people at arm's length. Your your uh, signings and and meet and greets after stand up shows are legendary. Is just being amazingly standoffish. It's incredible. <laughs> I thought he was going to talk about how I uh, last night was. Now, see, that is immediate karma. That last night was the first time I didn't do a meet and greet. I got in the car and had to drive 500 miles. So right. I, I blew them off, and now already my blow-offs are coming back to me <laughs> to haunt me. Now, amazing. Now, Hal, I was in San Francisco. I want to I want to cut right to uh, some things that you're famous for. You're famous for being on Queer as Folk, and also True. famous for you can Google your name, and half of the Google searches come up with is Hal Sparks gay. So right. that, that, <laughs> yeah, because you're Which on the big, show. Uh, and you, it is a big move in the right direction because it used to be all of them. So. <laughs> Well, you, yeah. you're on Queer as Folk, and I think maybe half of the Google searches are wishful thinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I insist. Yeah, they, of course they are. I yeah. mean, I, like, uh, I, if I can take a moment to brag, um, the uh, the amount of nudity. Every I think every time I was nude on the show, the, uh, the number of Is Hal Sparks Gay uh, things spiked. <laughs> what, why? Because you had a nice erection? What? what that, well, it's. Uh, well, it's cable television. You can't you can't show that kind of thing. You know better than that. Oh, that's um, true. No, although but, I have. But but I you know but I guess my bum is adorable. I'm in decent shape. I think that's enough almost <laughs> for anybody. <laughs> I work for the Kardashians. They built an entire empire on it. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. My only my only mistake was only pretending to have sex on camera. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd have really had sex on camera, I'd probably have a store on Melrose right now. And and you also needed to add some athletes to your list. You should have had some guest stars come on there. We yeah. did. We had a couple of uh, guest stars on there that, that were that you were you naked know. with some some heavy names. I think so. Yeah, but they were all you know. Most of them were Canadian, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> nobody cares. Well, you're 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 in bed with Alan Thick. I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty close. I, I, yeah, I think it was Alan Thick's cousin who uh, it has a series of ads about his car dealership that are just a hoop. <laughs> We were talking. We were talking about. Uh, this is something I wanted to bring up with you. We were talking about on the air here, is uh, gay pride. I was just there for the weekend, right? And, and working in San Francisco. Is that why you didn't do a meet and greet? Is this what we're finding out? No, about? no, no, nothing Terrible. to do with it. As a matter of fact, we Terrible. had a lot of sailors were in our audience. Yeah, from the, uh, the sailors. A lot of navy. Yeah, from the folk. Dewey, the ship Dewey, or something. Yeah, they they invited us. As a matter of fact, to, Pat, to wait a minute. You had a lot of Dewey sailors. I'm losing this debate. <laughs> <laughs> If you were here, if you were here, if you were in our studio, you could read my lips and see what I'm saying. So here's what happened was how, and I know you can relate to this. I'm a big uh, gay advocate. I really believe yeah. in gay rights, and and I know you do as well, and I, and gay marriage and so forth. And I, I here's where it was tough for me with gay pride. I have children, right? And, and you have a child, right? I do. I do, yeah. Okay. He's a little, he's a little too young to understand what clothing is. So I think I'm, I think I'm going. I understand where you're going with this, but uh, right. Where do you yeah. think I'm going? I bring the kids there, and I have to explain the, uh, you know, people with penis necklaces and and headdresses, and the, the outfits are are pretty. Uh, you know, it's. I was saying that they should have the streets marked PG thirteen or R or X. Right, they should be block by block. They should go. Okay, we're coming up on a kid block. Everybody, cover up. <laughs> cover up exactly. Yeah. So, so uh, wh where do you stand on that? I mean, what do we? Uh, you know, I I think that uh, you know, gay pride is one thing, but respect for others is another. If I did the same thing with you know being a straight male and I walked around with a sock 
rubber banded to my penis, mm -hmm. I would be, be disrespectful to family. <laughs> I'd be a chili pepper, exactly. <laughs> they put right, it on an album have, cover. Uh, the number, you'd have like one of the top five album covers of all time. You know what? I am, um, I'm looking for a new look. That might be it. Maybe I'll rubber band my ass cheeks. Do you have any ideas, Hal, on what Craig's new look could be? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I, I'm actually, that's one of the reasons why I couldn't be in studio today is because I'm actually at the... Uh, at, this, at my designer studio, we're mocking up a couple of costumes. <laughs> uh, done a lot of work with uh, Kiss and Anvil, and um, and also did uh, the Chicago Roadshow before it became a musical. Um, <laughs> by the way, by the way, Hal has no room to speak. He's had a number of different looks. One day he's got oh, yeah. hair down to his ass, right? And next yeah. thing you know, he's Mister uh, you know Talk Soup with real short hair and conservative. Next thing you know, he's naked on Queer as Folk. You and now you're rock star. You're you're. Right. You're, you're, black you're nail playing... polish and yeah, yeah, black nail polish. She's playing the viper. By the way, how does your child like the black nail polish on daddy? Um, I, you know, again, he's one, so I don't know that he's able to make this, you know differentiations that matter. But there's, I, I'm happy to say that as at, at one year old, my son is not hyper judgmental. <laughs> but you know, Just... maybe after a couple of times, I'll bring him to a show of yours or so, and he'll learn the real skills to go, this is weird, Dad. <laughs> People I like who the... are different are wrong. I like, um, the, I like no, the way you say my show, not yours. Yeah, right. No, the, insofar as I, to go back to your uh, initial question about the, uh, the costumes at, uh, at Pride, um, I think you're right to some degree, but I also think you can't I don't know that there's any way a straight person can even wrap their head around the idea of having to hide every sexual mm. reflex you have your whole life. Mm. And, and, and at the point where you can finally let it out, it's not going to, you know, it's, it's kind of like a beach ball being held underwater. Mm -hmm. You know, when you let go of that thing, it doesn't just slowly rise to the surface in a, in a measured way. It explodes out of the water and everyone gets wet. And I think <laughs> that's an apt analogy for the pride marches a lot of times. But a beach no ball doesn't have ass hair that you have to look at. You know what I mean? It's just, There's some things but, that are just not meant for public uh, display, don't you think? I, I Believe me, it's one of the reasons why I don't belong to a health club very often. Because, uh, <laughs> apparently, that's a generational thing. Um, old men walking around. It's like they just get a gym membership just to walk around naked in the locker room. You yeah, know what I mean? To, to, yeah, I, I do not want to see these ball sacks that they're tripping over. I, it's, yeah. not, it's not a look that I go for. But that's what I'm saying is, like, you know, where is the line drawn? And I, I you know, so anyway, I think the answer is, I think the answer that I'm coming up with is, just take my children somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I, right. I, I think if you're really going to talk about, uh, you know, you want to show them as, that they can be a part of LGBT issues and those kind of things, um, there are marches and walks that have a lot to do with, uh, like, equality. I did one famously in, in uh, San Francisco from uh, Harvey Milk Square to the steps of the, of the, um, the court building mm. um, to to protest the the rulings on on Prop 8 and those kind of things. Yeah. I think that was, you know, those things are certainly valid. I think, you know, but oddly enough, I think Pride has really become kind of like a gay version of Carnival in most places. Yeah, we were talking and, about Mardi know. Gras as well, which yeah. uh, I wouldn't take my children to Mardi Gras either. Right. My 13-year-old, I might I might take him because he wants to see, right. all he wants to see is breasts these days. Mm -hmm. and, and, it, well, yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's, you know, this is a... This is American culture. We are so deprived of it for so long that when we finally get to see it, we freak out. Mm -hmm. You know, 
other countries they don't have that problem. I mean, they really don't. You know, the, oh, I know. Uh, yeah. You know, the the I think they've done this massive study about you know sexual dysfunction and people who have you know nude art in their home um, have a you know and cultures where they have that have a marked decrease in in sexual dysfunction, mm. incidences of rape, and all those kinds of other things. So the more you bottle that kind of stuff up, the more extreme the response is going to get. Yeah. And I believe that anyway. And also with my children, I think the best thing that I do with them is I have friends who are gay, and we just hang right. out. We hang out just like we hang out with the Fiorellos. You know what I mean? We, I think you're right. I think that's. I think that might be the answer. Is that the end of pride parades will be when you just have dinner parties every so often with your gay friends, and it's not a big deal. Yeah, and, I mean, and by the way, that's probably what it'll take. And by the way, both need to not exclude the other. I mean, right. the, the gay. Uh, gay women and gay men need to also, uh, you know, come to the to the open-minded straight people and and hang out and and have a conversation and open up the right. conversation to the feelings of of you know when you're uncomfortable even as a straight person hey I'm uncomfortable with this and 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 talk about it and, and express it and I think you do a lot of this uh, with your a very sexy liberal tour. Another yeah. another look that he has. Mm -hmm, very sexy. Yeah. He dresses as a woman for that one. Oh, that's very sexy. <laughs> he, he that's only because, yeah, is that because that's your version of sexy? I get it. So, <laughs> you're, you're very prismatic. You're very, like, everything seen through the the eyes of Craig Shoemaker. <laughs> that's whose show yeah. you're calling in. <laughs> it has to be through my eyes. And by Absolutely. the way, by the way I, have, I have done this. You are a big hit with, uh, with uh, gay men, right? But also, I have found that when I was single, that women love to be around uh, gay men or what they think is gay or effeminate. Or, uh, do you find that to be true as well? So let me get this straight. You pretended to be gay when you were around straight women because you found that they liked that? I wasn't going there, but if you want me to, I'll be honest. Yes, I did do that once. Yeah, all right. There you go. I, 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 that makes total sense to me. I, you know... Um, it makes total I, sense to you. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, it didn't make sense to the women I did it with. I, I went full on. I was, right. I was at a nightclub, and I was talking to them. And my friends, John, I told my friends, uh, John and Jimmy, I said, I'm going to go try this. And I went full on. I was like, I don't know how you deal with this place. It's, <laughs> and these men are like sharks. They have fins on their heads. It's like your meat. And, they're going, right. and they, they loved me. And then right. my Within friends came up. You're fondling their breasts, and you're talking about, you know, yeah, absolutely. I, I tried that, but I was so in character, I couldn't do it. I actually <laughs> said to her, I'm so sorry, just hold me. And I had her hold me. And she goes, I feel the same way. It was terrible. My friends came over, and I go, this is John. This is Kim. It's a Kim or Kimberly. I hate people that shorten names. And they're going, <laughs> and, they're, and the guys are going, nice to meet you. Wow. <laughs> I tried not to laugh, but I went full on character. You know, I, I yeah. thought I'd try this. Because women like a sensitive male, you know. Well, I also, I also think that you're you're harmless in that situation. You know what I mean? I, I, was, I yeah. perhaps, uh, you know, I always feel like, uh, you know, it, it's quite unfair. But I think women use gay men. Quite frankly, they just go, well, he's, you know, they're round, they can lift heavy things, like you know, every other guy, <laughs> but they the won't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> they won't bother me with like pushing for sex or any guy. Right. Let me, Aaron. This is wrong. The whole thing's wrong. <laughs> they just allow me Women, to sleep when I want yourself. to. Yeah, that's exactly. That, that's a good point. Now, yeah. so uh, tell me where I can see the uh, Very Sexy Liberal Tour. I've been following you guys. I am, I'm crazy about Fugel saying. I just love yeah. his work. And uh, and Stephanie and you. Um, what, what a team was put together there. Now, have you, uh, do you find protesters at any of your shows? Oh, yeah. We've had a, we've had a nice little group. We even had uh, the, the lovely folks at uh, Fred Phelps. 
you know, crowd come. Um, and they're, I mean, they're genuinely hilarious. So, you know, they, I mean, they don't mean to be, but by God, they are. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. who are those people? I'm not sure who that is. Oh, the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, you know, no, that guy? Yeah, GodHatesBags.org. Oh, God. man. No, they are. Yeah, they're, they're really disgusting, stupid, <laughs> just incredibly lowbrow, uh, inbred, yeah. nicely stupid religious fanatics who show up with signs intentionally just to provoke. Like, at a certain yeah. point, I, I would not be completely surprised if at one point Fred Phelps pulled off a mask and he was Andy Kaufman. And it's <laughs> Gag that he had ever pulled. That would be that would be genius. <laughs> yeah, you'd love to give that to them that they do have some some intentional genius to this, but they don't, and and no, no. and none of them have spell check either. <laughs> no, but that that's kind of again. I think that's part of the act, right? I, I think they take six or seven of their signs and they go, uh, no, no, no. Take you know what? Take the second C out of you know. Take the R out of church. Just drop the R. <laughs> It, it, trust me on this. And then they go out with, you know, holding up Westboro Baptist Church and people are like, a bunch of dumbass. But it's, you know, but then you're like, but they're simple, normal country folk that way. Whereas you knew that they were just these media whores that are, you know, right. that managed to just control message and drive, uh, you know, they're, they're basically linguistic terrorists. And that's what they've been. Aiming yeah, at. yeah, and it's so sad too. And you and you just think of Jesus too. You know, like he's rolling that rock away, going, you know, I'm going to come back for these people to make a fool out of me. I hope they make me a church, <laughs> a church, yeah, and Bill, a sign. You are the rock. Yes, Peter, you are the rock on which my church is. Built. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this is who I want to uh, totally. espouse my I, you know, views. I got to say, if these people, uh, I, you know, I'm not a big believer that. Uh, that Jesus existed, or that he's actually coming back, but I guarantee they aren't because if they act because if they Man. actually believed he was actually coming back, there by no means would they uh, act the way they do. Yeah, of course, not, none of his teachings are within uh, their. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, exactly, within their actions. Hey, how that it's music? That means... part about killing your parents, maybe. Stuff <laughs> about killing your parents. Uh, you know, you could pretty much overlay that on. Well, if Jesus is cool with me killing my parents, I'm sure he's fine with me throwing rocks at a gay person. You know what I mean? Like, at a point. Yeah, let's yeah. just take that forgiveness part. Love thy neighbor as thyself. This is how I treat my neighbors. I throw a rock at their head. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. How do you know that that's not how they treat themselves, too? Oh, yeah. Of course they do. Hal, I wish we had more time to talk. And next time you are coming into the studio, I will pick I, you up. Okay? I, I, it's not necessary. I will be there, and we will do this in person, and it will get ugly, I promise. Exactly. Yeah. I hope so. Well, we yeah. have much to discuss. and uh, Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, uh, My pleasure. Go see you at the Viper Room tonight, right? We're going to go yeah, see your band. Absolutely. I will not be there. I'll be with my kids doing that whole thing. And you have well, a show in Santa Cruz, people. right? Yeah, there's, there's probably going to be nakedness and, and that stuff, too. So you, it's not a kid-appropriate environment. Maybe I will come. Uh, All right. <laughs> so, Hal, good talking to you. And, uh, Thanks so much. Hey, Greg. follow me on Twitter. I just followed you yesterday. I'm going to start. It's a uh, deal. I will. I'm going to start checking <laughs> checking out the I'll photos. I'll do that right now. All right, thank you, brother. I'll talk to you later. Okay. And uh, and hey, thank you all for being with us. We got to go. Uh, we have a show Jr. coming next week. Ed Begley Jr.'s next week. Yep. Wow, that's great. Boy, talk about controversy. He's he's all over the place. Mm -hmm. We love that. And uh, Dante's coming in next. What's the name of their show? Do you know? 
Um, we I don't have it yet. You don't have it yet? Mm-mm. This is one of the funniest comics out there, honest to God. So whatever show he's going to do, it's going to be great. Awesome. All right, so that's what's coming up next, and uh, we'll see you next Monday. Pass it along. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.